KG, and this is not safe for network. Get in there, you big boy. Oh, I don't care what you smell. Oh my God, this girl's really turning me on. I, I didn't quite get that. Think it again. Forget I thought it. It's a pressure valve. Won't open unless there's tremendous pressure. Oh no, not the beast! Monta. Not the beast! Monta. Ah! I love my eyes. Monta. Montucky Skies. Welcome to Montucky Skies. I'm Biggs. And I'm Brandon. So we got some some uh, believable badass or bullshit on the way for the Emmys, but I did want to hit a couple of things before we got there. Um, so I got an advanced copy of Son of Zorn because I'm a member of the media now and also because I have Hulu. And <laughs> I just like searched it out a couple days ago. I was like... Oh, it's on here. And I was really? like, really? It's on here? And I like looked up and it's it definitely premieres on September 25th. So I don't know if Hulu screwed up or if they just gave us a preview a week early. But it's up there. So um, I'm going to give a quick review of the show. I'm not going to go too much into it. But I didn't laugh when I watched it. And so what the problem was, like I liked the episode. But the problem is that all the really funny jokes were in the trailer so oh. it's like, you know, there's like jokes that kind of piggyback on it, but you're so used to the the joke already that it's just like, it's a little tired by the time you watch it. This is a common problem with pilots, I've noticed. Like, if you see a lot of ads for it, yeah, it tends to ruin it a little bit, you know? Like, I think Last Man on Earth, they were really smart about, and I, I make this connection because it's the same writers, uh, Phil Lords and somebody else i can't remember off the top of my head but uh they also wrote the lego movie but they're really smart about last man on earth because everything they used for those promos were not in the show they were just little like vignettes that they filmed and then yeah i mean like it got the idea of last man it got the idea of the funniest stuff on last man on earth that you don't see quite as much anymore yeah you know phil on his own doing stupid things <laughs> Driving down the highway in the Back to the Future car. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like like the promo I was thinking about was like where he's singing at the, at you know, at the, the giant stadium. He's doing that horrible rendition of the national anthem <laughs> where he goes to get pornography. He like fills up a shopping cart with porn. <laughs> Just that kind of stuff is really funny. And so I kind of wish that they'd done that with Son of Zorn, but I get it. Like, it's half animated, so that's probably not the easiest thing to do. But that being said, I, I think it's going to be a good show. It's just, you know, it's the, the the people who put together the commercial did a great job selling the show. It's just going to be really hard hanging in there that first week because, you know, the laughs are in the commercial, so... You know, but I'm look forward to episode two. Unfortunately, I got like two weeks to wait now. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Anywho, um, I guess I got half a week to, or a week left to wait. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, DuckTales. I wanted to talk about the reboot for a second. You've been hearing that they're going to reboot DuckTales? No. You don't look thrilled about this? Not even a little bit. Did you like DuckTales when you were a kid? A lot. Okay. So here's the thing that I discovered, and this is why I'm excited about the reboot. So when I, 
I went back to watch it with the kids a few years ago and they were like on YouTube and it was really hard to watch it cause they're grainy and stuff. And so I was just like, ah, screw this. So then they had the DVDs for sale, uh, really cheap somewhere. So I remember buying like a couple seasons and going through it. And that show has not held the test of time, but like it's there. Like you can see how it was like captured your imagination when you're a kid, but it's just like, such a corny old cartoon now that it's just like it doesn't hold up at all but i I, see that yeah but i think that that premise could be reworked and so i really want to see it like done to today's standards where like you can have adults watch it with kids because it's it suffers from that badly like the old one like as an adult you are not going to be able to stand ducktales anymore (laughs) yeah i could see that yeah so i i'm hoping that they that they give it that good treatment for this. Um, but they just put out a logo was the news. And so it, I, the only reason I mention it is because it's the same logo, but they recolored it like before it was kind of like yellowish and it just said Disney's DuckTales. Now it's the same thing, but they have it in these like orange to like faded kind of tan colors. It looks like the way that they color the letters for Indiana Jones logos And I don't think that's a coincidence because Disney owns Indiana Jones now. And so it made me think that like they're totally doing this whole like, you know, they want you to think about Indiana Jones. And so it gives a better opinion of the show. But then at the same time, it makes you think about this property that they have now. Yeah, I I was trying to think back to the logo and I I remember in my head being the same sort of font with like the gold yeah but i think i'm getting that cross with the uh, chippendale rescue rangers i think it's the same font i think it's the same font yeah i was just looking at a thing for darkwing duck and it's the same logo which i wasn't like huge on darkwing duck although i just read something the other day like the thing that bothered me when i watched it was like how does this line up with ducktales because they have Launchpad mcquack and I was just like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, how does he have this whole life in Duckburg and then have this whole life in, like, Duck Gotham City or whatever the fuck it is? Yeah. I don't remember. And uh, But I read something with the creator saying, like, oh, no, this is an alternate reality. And so uh. I was like, oh, okay. Well, for some reason, my mind was able to be like, yeah, okay. But if I didn't like Darkwing Duck as a kid, there's no fucking way I'm going to like it as an adult if I can't <laughs> even sit through DuckTales anymore, you know? Yeah. What about Chippendales Rescue Rangers? Did you like that? I don't remember it at all. Oh, I love Chippendales. I think we had like a thing a long time ago talking about cartoon characters we had crushes on. I had a crush on Gadget. I remember Gadget. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can see that. I thought she was a very cute mouse. <laughs> <laughs> she was very cute. Yeah. So that's that's my little spiel on DuckTales there. But I, I think I think they can do this show right now. I could be totally wrong, but it looks like they're doing 2D animation too on it. So So I got a list here since we're talking about reboots. Okay. Of uh stuff that's coming out either has come out very recently or is coming out in the slated future. Okay. Uh, The first one is uh, Ben-Hur. Oh, that already came out. Yeah, Yeah. that's the beginning of the list. So it's a few weeks old, but 
Yeah, that was not excited about that. That that's a movie. Not excited that, like, about it, and I, I don't think it needed to be done, and I just don't see the audience for it. Yeah, and I don't like. I never cared enough to go back and rewatch it. Like I saw it in school, and that was enough. I never felt the urge to like be like, maybe I should check out Ben Hur again. No. no. <laughs> yeah. It's the same as like Tarzan. Like stop remaking Tarzan. Stop remaking the the Lone Ranger. Like nobody cares. How many bombs do you have to sift through till you get it? Yeah. We don't care. There's a reason those properties have been basically dead for 50 years. Yeah. The last generation who cared about it was our parents. Like we even had like Tarzan and Zorro stuff when we were kids. How much did you even care about it when you were a kid? No. I didn't care I mean, about it at all. Think about like the Catherine Zeta Jones joint. I didn't care. I no, never it, even watched it. I, I had zero interest. Yeah. That was parents I mean, it, dragging their kids. That should have been like a red flag there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's uh, like I get wanting to use existing IP, like intellectual property, because you get that dual benefit of like hope you have a built in audience, hopefully. And then. Even if you don't, it usually drives interest in your older things. Like people go back and watch it. And so like you get that dual sales thing. That's why like they love to redo old IP. But I just don't care, man. <laughs> like and I'm not alone. Like, no. Like these are properties that I don't think most people give a shit about anymore. And if you're relying on people in their 50s and older to like drive your movie... Don't make That's it a, a temple movie. Idea. Yeah, don't make it a temple movie. That's why that uh, that one movie was a horrible idea. Uh, what was it? The the um, oh god, the, the one based off of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, Natasha. And no, 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 no. Even newer than that. Oh, uh, Peabody and Sherman. Yeah, like our generation didn't grow up watching that cartoon. Like I was vaguely familiar with it because my parents loved it, but like I had no love for it. Like you know what I mean. And they made a no. And I remember watching. They made like a hundred million dollar cartoon. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? I just all right. Sorry. Go ahead. So the next one is uh, the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, I which premieres this weekend. So I'm not. I didn't really want. Okay. I I I like the Seven Samurai, like the original movie that the Magnificent Seven like kind of cribbed off of and made it into a western. Like they just took the Samurai movie and made it into a western. Uh, I never watched it, so I have no love for. It. I like that Chris Pratt is in it. Like I enjoy Chris Pratt, yeah. but I just don't know if that's going to drive me to the theater. You know, and it's doing that whitewash thing where the multicultural magnificent seven because they got like a chinese guy a black guy a white guy i mean a native american and i i get what they're trying to do i mean trying not to polarize any like ethnicity but when you do that you really actually reinforce stereotypes which bothers me to one step and then like did they do something in particular in the commercials or anything? Like, I haven't even watched I think an it's, ad for I it. I think it's just the vision. There's nothing that, sh- and I might be off base with this, but, I mean, just what I've seen, 
I don't know if I've actually listened to the commercial for it. <laughs> okay. But just what I've seen from barely paying attention to the commercial. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's funny. I was reading about the Magnificent Seven today, and I was just like, I have no desire. I love the Clash song. Dude, not, there, there are days where it's so easy to put together notes for this show, and there's days where it's just like fucking impossible because it's not like I've made mistakes in the past where I like talk about things I don't give a shit about, and it never goes well. <laughs> Unless it's a conversation like this where we're like, what the fuck are they thinking? You know? Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, the live action. Ugh. I don't even know they were making that. Oh yeah, they because I think they've got uh, the Angela Lansbury's in that. I heard she like performed one of the songs at the at the Emmys or something. Uh, I think I've heard that too. Yeah, I I didn't check it out because I had no care. love for the cartoon. Now this is something I know I'm gonna end up getting drugged to, but hey. You know, anytime you can remake a movie that reinforces to young women that if your guy's really abusive and locks you up and treats you horribly, just hang in there. He'll get better. That's Stockholm you got to do it, that's right? That Stockholm syndrome will take hold. Yeah. You got to <laughs> do it. You got to make a movie anytime that comes out. We got to keep our place as white males in society. God damn, dude. Why remake that? <laughs> Ugh. I hope they at least like change the story, but they won't. They'll change it just enough to where it's still creepy. Oh, it'll be even creepier. I'm sh- like, because I've seen stills of this movie, and they because they have like the wooden, like the Maurice the candelabra and the oh, so the they're not even going with the like back to the classic tale. They're just no, still remaking the cartoon. So, and I've seen the stills, and they look terrifying. Ugh. So it's visually creepy and like the storytelling logically is just creepy. Like, yeah. <laughs> but hey, at least she was at least Belle was a positive role model because she read books and it was crazy that girls read books. <laughs> Wasn't that the other thing in that? Like yeah. I've had to watch some of these movies because my wife has like a total love for Disney cartoons. And Usually she tells me to shut up. Like I, I've gone in my problems with Little Mermaid and all these other movies and like how sexist they are. And like she just ignores me because she likes her Disney princesses. But that's the one I've like turned her, her thoughts on. Because I'm just like, yeah, it just reinforces that you should be with somebody abusive. Like everything about that story. And like I break it down and she couldn't argue it, dude. In fact, we have not watched it once since I broke it down for her. Like that yeah. was about two years ago. This That's is, a long time for a Disney princess cartoon for my wife to not. And I think out. this is my wife's favorite Disney cartoon. Oh, you're going. <laughs> That's why I said I know I'm <laughs> yeah. going to get drugged to that. You're totally going. Well, give us a review. <laughs> <laughs> We are who we thought they were. <laughs> um, Ghost in the Shell anime. I don't. Um, I know that that's if if I'm getting this correct, I think that that's a big controversial thing because it's another whitewashing thing. Like it's like a Japanese character, and they're putting in um, uh, Scarlett Johansson. That's the one. I was gonna say Black Widow because I couldn't think of her name. <laughs> Yeah, they're putting her into the role. I just kind of glossed over this because I remember it'd come on Adult Swim and just like, nope, flipping the channel. Yeah, I don't like anime. 
Yeah. <laughs> They're clearly not going for us in, in these remakes. Uh, here's one year uh, remake of Scarface. They're remaking Scarface? Yeah. I was just saying the other day we might be... Like, this might be the time that you could remake Scarface and have it do good. Do we know any details on this? Um, Antoine Fuqua, the director of uh, uh, Training Day. Hmm. I'm not wild is, about Training Day, but... And uh, I guess he did the the new Magnificent Seven as well. So, <laughs> so he's just doing anything for a buck right now huh well scarface is one of those rare movies where the original is really good and the remake is better so um let's see the uh they moving the story from miami to la yeah and it was moved from then it was originally in new york so because it was an italian gangster uh yeah tony montana I'm not sure if his last name was Montana in the original version. I don't remember. But he was originally Italian, and it took place in New York. And then Oliver Stone, who actually wrote Scarface, like he was like, well, hey, there's this whole thing going on with the Cuban refugees right now. So he moved his face. I think that's a good idea, uh, like moving it. Like I don't know if L.A. is the spot, but we'll see. Like It yeah. depends on the story they carve out from it. It makes sense to me, though. I could see them, you know, keeping with the Hispanic from the Al Pacino version. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, there's, you know, there is a controversy there. I mean, with Trump trying to build a wall to keep out drugs, quote unquote. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see there being a story there. So here's a question. Who are they getting as a lead? It's still early in production, so <laughs> it's like Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Remains uh, to be seen. Like I love Pacino's performance, but it's pretty like unforgivable, especially by today's standards. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not Cuban. Yeah, but he does have. He does like. I don't know if he nails the accent, but it's fun to like mimic yeah it's just good lines by a good actor so uh let's see jumanji (sighs) zach might be thrilled about that or he might like want to set the theater on fire for having the gall to remake jumanji (laughs) i guess they can make more lifelike cgi monkeys i guess (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd say, I I didn't see Jumanji until like two or three years ago when I did Real Roulette, so I do not have a love for this movie. I liked uh, what's his name in it, oh, Robin Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah, without that, that movie falls falls apart. Pretty. I did quick. say it was bad, Robin Williams, in that like it's one of those ones yeah, I felt like he's taking the paycheck, but at the same time he doesn't mail it in at any point. Like, no, he is trying through the movie, and so. he is definitely the draw of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, now that that's that's probably around his height in terms of like his star power because i feel like sometime right before that was probably like flubber yeah and like as soon as he got in with disney it was just like everything he made was just super huge so 
Yeah, you're probably talking like peak and like in terms of like tickets sold. Not not my favorite Robin Williams, but definitely yeah. the Robin Williams that was like making a lot of money. <laughs> I guess Aladdin was probably his first turn with Disney, right? Could have been That's... Touchstone Pictures before that. I shouldn't even say this. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know the history of that. Yeah. Um, but this has uh Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay. Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Nick Jonas. Oh God, Jack Black. I feel bad for him, dude. This is these are the rules he has to take now. Get back with the D. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kyle Gass is on tour, dude. You should join he, him. He's nailing it too. <laughs> yeah, he is, man. You just heard him not too long ago, <laughs> about twenty minutes ago. Um, and we've talked about the next one, it. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm definitely gonna watch it. I yeah. will see it for sure. I'm not sure if I will get to the theater. More likely than not, if I have the money, I will go, just because I am very curious about it. I wasn't sure if they could drive me to the theater or not, but the more and more I think about it, the more and more I, I'm gonna go. I'm definitely gonna go. So. Uh, if I have the money, I'll definitely see that one. Yeah, so there's one that I'm interested in <laughs> so far. All right. Uh, Jason Momoa and the Crow. Nope, not interested. I think we are. Yeah, we talked about that. that. Yeah. Um, Splash is on this list. Yeah, I heard about this. So this is an interesting take on it. This is Channing Tatum as a yes. merman. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think that the... the uh, I think he I could think, pull out the yeah. comedy chops. For I that. think this could be funny. Who's the female uh, lead in it? Let's see, Jillian Bell. I don't. I don't know who that, that is. It really depends on her acting chops because that character is, is gonna. I mean that at, at least if you're following a similar story to the original story, Tom Hanks is the main character in that one, and Daryl Hannah is like. I mean, she's the secondary character. I mean, she's obviously a huge part of yeah. it, but it's more like his reaction to everything. So if we're relying on her, it just depends on how good she is. But I think it could be good. I like the idea of a merman. And mer-man, I think Channing Tane mer-man. would fit that very well. Yeah, no, he's perfect. <laughs> and, you know, this I, is I like that get, Ghostbusters I, I, idea where, like, me and. Me and Zach were like, he was he was mentioning that it should be Chris Hemsworth as the uh, receptionist. And I was like, that's such a fucking great idea. We went on and on about it. And then they got like Channing Tatum. I was like, you know what? This also totally works. <laughs> like that, you know, like that was the perfect replacement, you know? So, uh, yeah, I could totally see that. Like he's funny and he's a beefcake so it's kind of perfect. Yeah, it, it fits well like character wise and I think I'm trying to say put this out there. I he can spoof on himself. Yeah. Like in the uh what was the end, that end of the world movie with the uh, Seth Rogen I got those mixed up with Ghostbusters. Yeah. I, yeah. Sorry. I got that backwards but Sorry. So the the Seth Rogen movie. Oh, uh, end of the, uh, this is it. This, this is, is the, the end. end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really funny, and that with the ball <laughs> gag in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the pit, the gimp suit. Yeah, that was really great. 
So I th- I think he I think he's game to make that fun. Yeah. No, he definitely is. Like that dude that dude knows comedy. He's got pretty good comic timing, so um two more on this list. Big trouble in little China. Yeah, I'm not for this at all. Yeah. I don't I don't I it's again we got the rock. Yeah. And That's kind of what the rock does. <laughs> Yeah. He's made a lot of remakes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you scroll down his IMDb, I bet that like over half of the movies he's made is a sequel, prequel, or remake or reboot. Yeah, I mean he did what? Race to Rich Mountain and I mean he's done The a Scorpion lot. King. Yeah. The Mummy Two. The Mummy Three. <laughs> he did All uh, of the Fast and Furious one he's in. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was going to next. <laughs> There was um, uh, the one where he's walking around town. Oh, uh, Walking Tall? Yeah, that's the one. I kept thinking that, and I wasn't sure if that was the name or not. Thank you. Yeah, Walking Tall. Yeah, he does. I guess he's the dude you want to like reboot, remake, or prequel <laughs> franchise. So what's the last one? You know, I just can't see him behind the Pork Chop Express. I yeah I just I I feel like we've had a large enough sample size now to know they're just not gonna do a John Carpenter movie like as well or better and so what's the point as far as I'm concerned if you can't at least like match the original there's just no point um and then a Charlie's Angels reboot mm, who's in that do we know anything about that uh, they one? haven't done any casting yet um Elizabeth banks is going to direct Ooh, i could get behind that that could be interesting that that, that's one that is yet to be seen where it they're going with it i you know i rewatched the first charlie as charlie's angels a little while ago um it's still kind of fun it's so campy (laughs) it it is yeah because we uh we did the same thing a couple months ago because they came out with both the charlie's angel movies on netflix so we did like a back-to-back night at Charlie's Angels. Like Bill Murray is really funny. Yeah. Like the girls. Are... I liked it way better as Bosley than uh, Bernie Mac. Yeah, yeah. That I mean that that sequel had problems on every level. Yeah. Like it was clearly a paycheck movie for everybody yeah, involved. Yeah, it, it was pretty bad. And Demi Moore was horrible oh, as the villain God. too. But like that, the first one, like okay, so you st- you start with the men, like you got like Bosley is really well done by Bill Murray, really funny, like gets big laughs every scene he's in. Um, it's really funny watching. Um, is it Lucy Liu that's like stepping out with uh, Joey from Friends? Yeah, yeah, and that that works really well at the or, or is that Cameron Diaz? Maybe that's Cameron Diaz, but. They're just like they do a really good job of like being fun and like having these sort of bond attributes, but feminizing them a little bit. And then the villain is done really well because you have uh oh god, what's his name? The the creepy dude who's in Back to Kristen the Future. Glover. Yeah, Kristen Glover, who's just like a creepy dude anyway, and he's so oddly shaped in his body that like he's just like perfect as that villain. And there is like a legitimately good scene in there too, because Sam Rockwell, oh, pretty yeah. good as the villain. And they have that scene where like they're playing Marvin Gaye. Uh, they're playing that I don't know the name of the song, but you'd know it if you heard it. Like it's the one that they they ripped off. Uh, 
blurred lines like they kind of ripped off the percussion part from yeah it. and like you're hearing the song and then it goes in slow motion you hear the song in slow motion you see him like click down the hammer and you see the bullet come out which is like an old i mean it's, it is like a trope it's I think it's become more of a trope since that movie. Yeah, but I feel and I like, th- I you feel know what? I can name a movie that was before that that did that, though. Cuffs? Do you remember Cuffs with Christian Slater? No, I'm not a Christian Slater fan. <laughs> Fair enough. Pump Up the Volume is probably one of the few movies I like with Christian Slater. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that movie, too. I used to like Cuffs when I was a kid. I haven't watched it since I was a teenager, probably. But Cuffs has, like, a bullet scene where, like, you follow Zach the Snyder bullet. I think Zack Snyder alone has made that a trope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's a total trope, but it totally works for that scene. Like, they just, like, do it as well as you could do it. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, and you know the scene I'm talking about because you just watched it. So. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. Oh, I, I, okay. One more thing and then we'll get into some Emmy talk here. So I read this article that genuinely pissed me off (laughs) and you could tell it was going to piss me off and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say who wrote it and I'm not going to say where you can find it because I don't want to give them extra hits, but, and I don't remember exactly how they worded the title, but it was something akin to Netflix has a white person problem. And so the whole article is talking about how Netflix shows suffer because they have a white character in the lead and they don't do the white character justice. Like they're more interested in like covering the other ethnicities that are in the show. And so the shows suffer because of it. And like this is like a hallmark of a Netflix show. And first off, that's all kinds of ridiculous. Like, that one of the examples they gave was Marco Polo, which I haven't seen, so I can't really comment on. And then another example they gave, which I've been diving through and I'm very near completing, is Orange is the New Black. And I'm like, okay, first off, when you talk about the main character in that, yes, she is fucking annoying. And yes, she's like the key into the world, which like they clearly had to like put a white person in there. Because, like, the show wouldn't have gotten made if it didn't start the white person. But I find that show very, like, entertaining. I think it's insulting to say that, like, because the main character who's white, like, is annoying. That, like, they have a problem writing right characters. When, like, the character who gets almost as much screen time as her, if not more, is Kate Mulgrew's character. Who's totally fucking white. Yeah. Oh, I know she's got a Russian accent, but she's fucking white. And so, most Russians are white. So immediately, immediately it like falls apart. But did we ever think that like maybe because Piper is like a waspy character that like waspy people are kind of fucking annoying. And like when you're talking about a prison show, that's like talking about a lot of people who, I mean, when you watch that show, it's constantly these people who are like get stuck in a situation where they wind up in prison or they wind up in the revolving door because of their situation, right? Like, this is more minorities than white people because of the way that the system is is kind of arranged. So you see a lot of these minorities in it, and they're actually, like, spending time getting to know all these characters you want to get to know. Like, don't you think a waspy character in that situation is going to be completely fucking annoying once they like get their bearings in there and really bland 
Yeah, I mean, it's like I don't, I don't find her bland. I just think she's an awful person, and I it does make me laugh what an awful person she is half the time. Like when she's talking about she didn't live in a mansion, but they're like, "How many bedrooms did you have?" And she was like, "Well, let's see." And she starts naming off all these bedrooms, and she gets to like five, and then she's like, "And a half one," so it doesn't really count. And then she's like, "How many bathrooms? Four? And she's like counting, and she's like, "Yeah." But it wasn't a mansion. And she's like, did you have a maid? And she goes, she only came on Wednesdays. And then like the, the other lady is like, do you hear yourself talking <laughs> when you talk? You open your mouth? So it's like, this character was made to be obnoxious on the show. So I don't find this a white person problem. But they try to make it like this is systemic of Netflix shows. And it's just not fucking true. Because they try and like list off. Like in addition to that they list off like Masters and Nun. And so like because they have Masters and Nun. Which has an Indian person in the lead. And then you have like Marco Polo. And then you have um, like uh, Orange is the New Black. Which doesn't have a minority in the lead but spends more time with the minorities that this is a problem okay motherfucker you got daredevil which has two seasons on there and is one of their most popular shows you got jessica jones which is like a white person you got love which is two white leads like i could go on and on and on they did another season of arrested development with white people stranger things is like almost all white people there's like a black the token kid. black kid. Yeah, there's and it's almost like they put that in per, on purpose because like that's how you would see it in a Steven Spielberg yeah. movie. Like you always have that one token black kid who doesn't do a whole lot. He's just sort of like riding the bikes with everybody else. Like you have white people coming out the ass. It's just these articles just fucking piss me off, dude. It's they don't think about the reality of it whatsoever. They just take this super small sample size and they're like, yeah, this is a problem. Yeah, because white people have such a hard problem being represented on TV. Ugh. Boo fucking who. I hope your article gets no more hits after I fucking clicked on it because I'm an idiot. I guess I like to upset myself sometimes. <laughs> okay, uh, one other thing before we jump into the Emmys. Um so I watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High last night with uh, with River and my wife. I was just like, I just really wanted her to see it. And I really wanted to watch it again to see how it holds up. And so I just skipped over the sex stuff, which led to one awkward moment when like, like it was about to go into the pool scene. And I'm just like, I just hit track ahead. And then all of a sudden, like literally the next scene, Jennifer Jason Lee is like coming up to that guy and she's like talking about how she wants him to pay for half, half the abortion. I'm like, oh yeah, they had sex at the pool house. And she's like, well, he was, well, Brat was there. And I was like, no, like he left. Uh, I don't remember exactly how it went down, but that's all you need to know. <laughs> so, but, um, it's 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 surprising how much it does hold up and doesn't hold up at the same time. Yeah. I can see that. It's a weird thing to say. And it wasn't the... I feel like I've said that like five times now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's really strange because it's not the lack of phones or internet. It's the mall. It's the mall culture that really doesn't exist anymore. Like, we're watching it one part and, like, River was like, that's really convenient that she's working her job and all these kids are everywhere and, like, coming up to her. I'm like, yeah, but that's exactly how it was. Like... Yeah. And I could see that even being more of a uh, 
dissonance now that I mean, like Helena doesn't have them all. No, we don't. We don't. And I realize like in a big city, maybe the kids hang out at the mall, but I have a feeling like they don't. Like you maybe know, they do a little bit, but it seemed like an Olympia. And every time I've like gone to like Missoula or Billings where they have a, a decent sized mall, it's you don't see people that are there to hang out. Yeah. No, they're there for like shopping and getting out. Like that's why the strip malls have so taken and I, over. I know like and I I'm like the worst to go to a mall with. But it's like <laughs> Cause that, I am like in and out like <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate malls. My wife hates me for that too when I go shopping. <laughs> like it's literally especially if I know the store, I know exactly where to go and I walk there really fast and I grab my thing and I leave. Like the one store I wandered around in and my wife like is bemoaning this with me because she would like is Hastings now that it's closing. Um, yeah. I was just there this after this <laughs> evening. Holy fuck, dude. Everything's it, 50 it's, to 70% off. I bought a God of War comic for 26 cents. Yeah. I bought it. And a, it was issue price of three ninety nine. I bought a graphic novel for three bucks. That was like 20 bucks originally. Like I was just like, I got yeah, so I went through cheap. all the graphic novels and I'm oh, it's slim pickings, dude. <laughs> it's I found pretty one. rough. I was literally willing to grab any graphic novel I saw that caught my interest. That I didn't well because they were doing the seventy percent off plus twenty percent on top of that. Holy fuck! Yeah, that's and like half the store is now like blankets and stuff. Like it's things because this company like is buying out their merchandise. I read about this when they were closing. It's this company that just like that basically their sole purpose is to like buy out all the merch. Like when the company goes on basically liquidate it and liquidate it. Yeah. And so they're bringing in all this stuff that has nothing to do with haste. Yeah. They have like the kids store. clothing store that went under. Like, yeah. Yeah, all these things. But what was really cool is I got a $45 figurine um, for my daughter's birthday for thirteen fifty, And nice. it's one that she's like pointed out four or five times over like the last year or two. And I was just like, nah, kiddo, it's too expensive. Sorry. You know, not surprised an action figure should be. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's got a DC Comics hero on it doesn't mean it should be that yeah. spendy. I actually ended up, I bought two things there today. I bought um, a uh, a record cleaner. It's basically a cloth on a stick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's got some special juice with it, you know. Yeah. Um, Normally 20 bucks, I picked it up for 10. Nice. And I picked up God of War issue four for 26 cents. (laughs) 26 cents. It's so crazy cheap. (laughs) Even when I was like in the cheap bin, I never saw it that cheap, dude. Well, because I have now I own two issues. And if you listen back to an old Montucky's guys, I talked about the first issue I bought, which I think was issue two. Maybe like five years ago. It was within the first 50. Yeah. So if you listen back that far. Well, I know what episode we're on right now. We're in 281. So. We're on the push to 300. (laughs) Yeah. I've been trying to think of like big plans for 300. I've come up with nothing. If you got, if you got an idea for what we should do at 300, you know, we only got 19 weeks till we get there. So, you know, hit us up on Facebook on the not safer network page and let us know. 
Anyway, back to Fast Times really quick. Um, so the thing about the mall culture, though, like it permeates so much in that movie. Like it's crazy. Like Brad's storyline is like he works at American Burger, but like he's got all the friends and stuff. And it's not explicitly in a mall, but it's kind of that situation. It's like where all the kids hang out. Like Spicoli recognizes him from American Burger. Yeah. <laughs> And like it's just it like it, the depressing thing for him is that like he has to go to these other places where nobody wants to hang out and he's got a horrible uniform, which like his uniform wasn't that great to begin with, but it's worse when you're wearing a pirate hat. It's just worse. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's. But she seemed to enjoy it. I mean, it seemed like she definitely knew a Spicoli, as you said last <laughs> week. Everybody knows the Spicoli. Everybody knows the Spicoli. <laughs> I, I feel like we all enjoyed the Mr. Hand Spicoli line at the beginning. Uh, my wife, when she saw Mr. Vargas, was like, ghost. And I'm like, yeah, that's like, dude, I was telling you about. Uh, like Victor something. I can't remember his last name. But he's been in over 200 movies. And he died seven or eight years ago. And uh, they were saying, sorry, Mr. Vargas. This world just wasn't long for you. But... Um, like he was in over 200 movies. He never played a lead once. He was always a background character, but his two famous parts was Mr. Vargas. Like he walks in, he's the biology teacher and he's like, I just switched to Sanka. Please people have a heart. (laughs) And his other famous line, probably more famous part was in ghost. He's the one that teaches Patrick Swayze how to kick the can. Yeah. How to channel all your rage and kick the can. It's an interesting thing to be known for, but he's in a look at his IMDb sometimes. It's fucking impressive, dude. Just look up Mr. Vargas on Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You'll know his last name and you'll be like, oh yeah, that dude's been in like 74 movies I've seen. So anyway, should we talk about some Emmys? Get this out of the way. Uh, I guess we ought to get into that. Okay. We'll start somewhere near the top and just work down until we're done. Uh, So lead actor in a drama. Kyle Chandler, Bloodline. Rami Malek, Mr. Robot. Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul. Matthew Rise, The Americans. Liev Schreiber, Ray Donovan. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, Kevin Spacey, House of Cards. I'm hoping Odenkirk got it. I would have hoped that too. It was Rami Malek for Mr. Robot. I'm going to say believable because yeah. that show's gotten tons of buzz and I've yet to see it. I feel like I should have seen it based off the buzz it's getting. So I'll go with the believable. But yeah, I really like Bob Odenkirk. But I think it hurts that um, the guy who plays Mike Emmentrout is like kind of a co-lead to that show. So it probably hurts him a little bit. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, as Zach would point out, it's probably an individual episode that they're going off of anyway. Lead actress in a drama, Claire Danes, Homeland. Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder. Taraji P. Henson, Empire. Tatiana Maslana, I'm probably mangling that name. Orphan Black. Carrie Russell, The Americans. Robin Wright, House of Cards. I feel like this is the Empire chick. No, it was Tatiana Maslani uh, for Orphan Black. I'll say... That's pro- Zach is probably through the moon for that. Yeah, and I'll I will say that's badass because I I did see one episode of it and I haven't continued on. Um, I might pick it up again at some point, but she plays like twenty five characters on that show. 
Yeah. So it's like that is pretty That's bad. Some acting That's pretty tough. <laughs> um, okay, lead actor in a limited series, Brian Cranston all the way, Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock the Abominable Bride, Idris Elba Luther, Cuba Gooding Jr., The People versus OJ Simpson, Tom Hiddleston, The Night Manager, Courtney B. Vance, The People versus OJ Simpson. That's it. Uh <laughs> no idea on this one. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. Uh, it was Courtney B. Vance for the people versus OJ Simpson. I think right that show was wrong. maybe the dude who played like uh Johnny Cochran. I don't know. I like I like three of these act four of these actors, um, for sure. I just don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Lead actress in a limited series. This one this one I have like something on. Uh Kirsten Dunst, Fargo. Felicity Huffman, American Crime, Audrey McDonald, Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill, Sarah Paulson, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, Lily Taylor, American Crime, and Kerry Washington, Confirmation. I know Confirmation was like an HBO movie I haven't gotten to see yet. I really hope it's the far, or Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, me too, but it was Sarah Paulson for The People vs. O.J. Simpson. I don't know, man. I didn't see it, so I know people are talking about. It. I just don't give a shit about the OJ trial. I think it's. A I little, lived it. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like it's a little. Um, it's it's really in bad fucking taste. I feel like to make this whole fictional thing that people talk about and like love the character, hate the character, blah blah blah. And it's like, dude, some people died, and I feel like yeah. people are like losing sight of that. When I don't know, I. I had a hard time like like in thinking, Fargo like, they think- just pretend like people died. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sort of based on Lou's story, <laughs> but it's really not. <laughs> that's that's why I said pretended. And I'm okay. But I love Fargo. Yeah, and I will say I've seen Sarah Paulson in like quite a few seasons of American Horror Story, and I was not impressed. So. No, and I just that doesn't that doesn't sway me any. So, I'm going to call bullshit on this one. Yeah, I'll call bullshit too. Lead actor in a comedy Anthony Anderson, Blackish. Aziz Ansari, Master of None. Will Forte, Last Man on Earth. William H. Macy, Shameless. Thomas Middleditch, I love that name. Middleditch. <laughs> Silicon Valley. Jeffrey Tambor, Transparent. I feel like this was Je- Jeffrey Tambor's. I have seen. All of these shows at some point, except for Blackish, which is on my queue. Um, it was Jeffrey T- Jeffrey Tambor. He's really fucking good. Like I, I've seen some of the run of the first season. I, I've been meaning to get back into it. He's really good. Um, Thomas Middleditch, eh, like I like Silicon Valley, but he's just like super neurotic. What was the first one on that list? Uh, Anthony Anderson no, for Blackish, no. Aziz and Sorry for Master of None. He's fucking really good at Master of None. Because he's like able to like kind of balance like drama and comedy really well in that show, um, and Will Forte. Will is Forte like is the hell. one I I love that show, and I love William H Macy. But my wife just finally watched Shameless. She watched like three episodes and then told me you got to sit down and watch it with me. And I was so pissed. I was like, you realize that like two separate times I tried to get you to sit down and watch that show in the first season. 
and you told like she watched like five minutes of the pilot and just said it was garbage she's like yeah and i tried to watch it earlier this year because everybody at work watches it and i didn't like it then either and then i just suddenly like decided to stick it through the whole episode and enjoyed it and i'm like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) she had the oranges and new black and then she did that with shameless anyway lead actress in a comedy julia louise dreyfus veep ellie kemper the unbreakable kimmy schmidt tracy ellis ross blackish laurie metcalf getting on Amy Schumer, Inside Amy Schumer, Lily Tomlin, Gracie, and Frank. Dude, I pretty much know everybody on this list, and they're all really good. Yeah, and this was Louis or uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, it was her to win, and it was badass. Uh, okay, comedy series, Blackish, Master of None, Modern Family, Silicon Valley, Transparent, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and Veep. I think Veep told, took this one as well, but yeah. And I'm gonna say badass. Like, I didn't get caught up with Veep. I keep trying, and I get interrupted on my runs. But like, I watched most of the latest season, and it's really fucking good. And it's better than it was. Like, I don't know how the show keeps getting better. So like, I don't know. I'm all for it, and I like it when comedies yeah, where you, you can have swears. If it was last year, I'd say Unbreakable, but I didn't feel like this season was as strong. It wasn't as good. It was good, but like yeah. the first, the thing was, is like the first four or five episodes were like down episodes, and then like the rest of them were on par with the first season. Yeah. For some reason, they just like hit a sophomore I, slump. But I love the end of that second season. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, when Tia, Tina Fey comes in as a psychiatrist, it's really funny, but... Okay, drama series. The Americans, Better Call Saul, Downton Abbey, Game of Thrones, Homeland, House of Cards, Mr. Robot. Game of Thrones. Yeah, the right one won. That's <laughs> badass. Yeah. All right, limited series. American Crime, Fargo, The Night Manager, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crimes... <laughs> Sorry, story, beer, woo, and roots. I'm. You know what? I don't feel like I delivered roots right there. Because <laughs> I belched for hold on, roots. Okay. I. You know, I really hope Fargo won that one. I did too, but it was OJ again. <sighs> Ugh, I know. All right, this one surprised me. Uh, supporting actor in a comedy series, Louis Anderson, Baskets, Andre Bracher, 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 I don't know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Keegan-Michael Key, Key and Peele, Ty Bur- Burrell, Modern Family, Titus Burgess, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Tony Hale, Veep, Matt Walsh, Veep. There's a lot of good choices on this list, too. Yeah, I can't pick one on that. So apparently the winner was Louis Anderson. Um, I'll say I'll say badass because from what I've heard, I've been hearing he was really really good on the show. Like it's Zach Galifianakis is a show where he's like a sad clown basically. It was like Louis C.K.'s like he produced this show. Now everything you said to me in the, I have not even heard of this show. Yeah, like everything you to- said so far. Sounds gold. Oh, I'm in on this show. I just haven't seen it yet. Because <laughs> there's so much shit. It dropped when everything else dropped. 
All right, supporting actor in a drama series. Jonathan Banks, Better Call Saul. Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones. Ben Mendelsohn, Bloodline. Kit Harrington, Game of Thrones. Michael Kelly, House of Cards. John Voight, Ray Donovan. Well, we can't we can't do Kit Harrington, right? Because he was dead. <laughs> like <laughs> he was dead. Got to be the dink. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, who do, do you think it was the dink? Yeah. Now it's Ben Mendelsohn, Bloodline. Literally the only show I've never seen on this list. <laughs> Literally the only show I didn't enjoy at some point. Ray Donovan was just fun at how bad it was. It was so <laughs> fucking bad. It was enjoyable watching like two or three episodes. And then I was like, I can't roll with this anymore. <laughs> uh, I would have gone Jonathan Banks or Peter Dinklage. Yeah. They're both so good. Like I could make a case for either, but I don't know. I haven't seen Bloodline, so... A supporting actor in a limited series or movie. Jesse Plemons, Fargo. Bokeem Woodbine, Bar- Fargo. Hugh Laurie, the night manager. Okay, the next three are the people versus O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Sterling K. Brown, David Schwimmer, John Travolta. I'm hoping it's Fargo. It was Sterling K. Brown for O.J. Simpson. <sighs> Yeah, and there was they two got Fargos. a lot of love for People versus O.J. Simpson, and I, I don't know if I can get on that train. Which Fargo were you rooting for, Bokeem Woodbine or Jesse Plemons? Who's Bokeem? I don't Woodbine. know. I was hoping maybe you knew. I know Jesse Plemons. Yeah, I know Jesse Plemons. Hasty dude <laughs> from because I know him from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I also know him from taking instructions from Coach Taylor. Take a knee, son. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Supporting actress in a comedy series. Niecy Nash, Getting On. Allison Janney, Mom. Kate McKinnon, Saturday Night Live. Judith Light, Transparent. Gabby Hoffman, Transparent. Anna Klumsky, Veep. This is another good one. Um, I've seen all of these shows, and all of the actresses are so good. Uh, I think Kate McKinnon. McKinnon won that one. Yeah, she did. And, and she badass. earned it. Oh, dude, she was so good this year. She's been, oh, just great. She's and been I, killing it. I love the, uh, there's been two of them where they had like, there was one with the uh, alien abduction. I was just thinking <laughs> that, talking about her pooter. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking And about then they that. had the follow-up one where they had the near-death experience. Have you seen that one? No. Oh God, it's it's as good as the. I'm Hulu checking one. it out as soon as we get out. That's the other benefit to Hulu we were talking about on the porch. All the Saturday Night Live stuff. They're really good about like having all the Saturday Night Live presence that they mine from, that they take away from YouTube and shit. You know. Okay, supporting actress in a drama series: Maury Turney, The Affair; Maggie Smith, Downton Abbey; Lena Headley, Game of Thrones; Amelia Clark, Game of Thrones. Maisie Williams, Game of Thrones, Constance Zimmer, Unreal. I hope it's Lena Headley. Boy, dude, I would have gotten Amelia Clark just because she was so good this year. I could definitely make a case for Lena Headley. It was Maggie Smith for da- Downton Abbey. I think it was Downton Abbey. Like, I think it was the last year. Of yeah, the show, it's her so. last season. So it's one of those things. Like, I, I get it. Uh, supporting actress in a limited series or movies. Melissa Leo, All the Way. Regina King, American Crime. Sarah Paulson, American Horror Story Hotel. Oh, God, she was so bad last season. 
<laughs> Kathy Bates, American Story Hotel. Gene Smart, Fargo. Olivia Coleman, the night manager. I would have gone Gene Smart on this one. Yeah. Uh, it was Regina King for American Crime. Lisa wasn't an OJ, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess I could have done it on that one. So, yeah, fuck you, OJ. You didn't win everything. Uh, guest actor in a comedy series, Bob Newhart, The Big Bang Theory, Tracy Morgan, Saturday Night Live, Larry David, Saturday Night Live, Bradley Whitford, Transparent, Martin Mole, Veep, Peter Scolari, Girls. I would have gone Larry David on this one. He is so great he as was Bernie. Old, He's so as, funny. Did you see the uh, the one where they did the uh, basically Larry David or uh, oh, what's the Larry David show? Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah. They did that with uh, Bernie Sanders. No, I still haven't seen that one. Oh, God. That 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 clip, that sketch alone should have earned it for him. How much more Emmy talk do you want to do? I don't know how much more I want to get into that. but Okay, let's do like... Who won that one out of just completion? Oh, we didn't say. Uh, Peter Scolari for girls. Really? Like, yeah. that is the... W- the only one you listed, I'm like, uh, who's that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's me too. Like every one of them, I'm like, I could watch that episode not knowing anything about the rest of the season, and been happy with it. All right, let's do three more and then we'll stop. Okay. All right, guest actor in a drama series: Max von Sydow, Game of Thrones; Michael J. Fox, The Good Wife; Reg E. Kathy, House of Cards. Oh my God, Maharishala Ali, House of Cards, Maharishala, Ma- Maharishala. Sorry, Maharishala. However you say your name, I'm sorry. Uh, Hank Azaria, Ray Donovan. Hank Azaria was on Ray Donovan. Wow. <laughs> Still doesn't know why you're bringing. Oh, me I in hope on he's that. not doing real life a poo. That could be awkward. Uh, I would have gone for Max von Sydow. That's where I'm really hoping, but... It was Hank Azaria. I'm okay with it, dude. He's a voice uh, like 20 characters yeah, in The I Simpsons. Can, I can get behind that. Yeah, why not? Guest actress in a comedy series. Laurie Metcalf, The Big Bang Theory. Christina oh. Baranski, The Big Bang Theory. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, The Big Bang Theory. No, I'm kidding. Sorry, not live. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, Saturday Night Live. Amy Schumer, Saturday Night Live. Melora Hardin, Transparent. I hope it's Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. It is Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yay. The right one won. Badass. All right. Guest actress in a drama series. Margot Martindale, The Americans. Carrie Preston, The Good Wife. Lori Metcalf, Horace and Pete. That's a Louis C.K. show that he did like just on the internet. Um, Ellen Burstyn, House of Cards, Molly Parker, House of Cards, Allison Janney, Masters of Sex. I hope an Ellen Burstyn. Mm. It was Margot Martindale, The Americans. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Okay, there's this one other one I want to mention here, even though we did our three, because it's fucking crazy to me that this actually fucking exists. It's ah, was that a thing? Oh, you'll understand why it's a thing. When I read it off, it's just hilarious that to me that it's a fucking thing. Special class program. 
The special 70th, class program. Yes. What the, does that even mean? I'm going to say this so you can understand. The 73rd Annual Golden Globe Awards. Greece Live. The Oscars. Super Bowl 50 Halftime Show. 69th Annual Tony Awards. They came up with a fucking category to like recognize other award shows. And the halftime show and the fucking Grease Live. Like, <laughs> I'm hoping it was the halftime show because Bruno Mars killed it. I didn't see it. I was in an airport. Um, it was Grease Live. <sighs> I have such a vitriol for Grease and anything Grease. Like, I hate. I mean, there is literal hate behind my eyes. We had, to explain, we had um, a group of friends with a lot of females who were all into musicals. And so I feel like we had to see Grease at some point. Like, I never actually sat down and watched them, but like, it was always fucking on, like always, and they're always singing songs. It was Grease, and it was, uh, uh, what's the one with Let's do the time. Oh, uh, Rocky Horror Picture yeah. Show. And that one. It was like they had those two movies on loops, man. Oh. And so I just started to hate them because I was sick of the songs. Like they were playing the soundtracks all the time. Like we were listening to like Nirvana and Nine Inch Nails and like, I don't know what else we were listening to. Led Zeppelin, Queen. And there is just. Let's do the time warp again. Yo, that doesn't bother me, but Grease just grinds my gears, man. It's just, oh, and it, my oldest daughter, Shannon, and my wife love that fucking movie. And God damn, I hate that show. (laughs) Oh, I mean, it's just, and it's one of those things like, that what's the big song from Greece? Grease Lightning. Let's do the time warp again. Like I hear like one word, like a couple words from that, and I have that stupid fucking song in my head for a week and a half. Oh wait, I think I know it. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do You're still going to Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> and again, like so that doesn't I'm trying to I'm trying to like give the audience like a feel of what it was like to be us in high school. Just hear that over and over again. And oh, I, sorry. I mean, just thinking back, like Rocky Horror Picture Show doesn't like have any vitriol in my head. Like I'd rather not watch it, but it's not the hate. Grease is there. Do you remember what I remember about the Rocky Horror Picture Show, though? No. Let's do the That's what I remember. I'm not very good with these effects just yet. It's like the first time I actually used them, other than God Mode. We did God Mode at the beginning. What's a Grease song? I'll sing that to you. See, we're terrible. We don't even know the songs. We just hate it. Go Grease Lightning, or no? That's yeah, not but the I can't one. remember how it goes. Isn't there one like? Beauty is oh, what the hell? Something is that? like that. 
I don't know. Maybe I can't it's less echo. I'm fucking let me, Googling Greece let me, right now. Let me, let, me, uh, let me bring the vocal down. <clears throat> or the echo down. Okay. Are we ready? You just tell me what to sing and I'll sing it. We'll make our own impromptu Greece here. Are you actually looking oh. this up? I love it, dude. The, the, this is... <laughs> Now, now I'm gonna end up. I should have went incognito mode on this, just so like there wouldn't be pop-ups for Greece. Hey, you might like clear Greece. Your, you're gonna have to clear your history after this one, <laughs> dude. My wife loves Greece, and she loves Greece too as well. Fortunately, you're the one that I want. That's the song. Is that right? Yeah. You're the one that I want. You're the one that I want. All right. That's probably enough torturing the listener at this point. And you. You look like you're ready to rip off your headphones. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) You're just going to hear a mic flop. this shit. (laughs) Wait, but Brandon. Beauty's going to drop it's probably not even close to how it sounds. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess I don't just I think it's just you're the one that I want. That's right, right? There's like some ooze there. Yep. yep. All right, so I've effectively woken up my children with my fucking God mode echo. (laughs) It's a real responsible parenting on my part. Two sick kids, and I'm waking them up in the middle of the night. (laughs) Yeah, I've never been a fan of musicals. There's there's only really a handful of musicals that I like. There are a couple. You know, I uh, rewatched one the other day. I don't know if you've seen Across the Universe. No, no, I it's haven't. It's the one that's basically set to uh, Beatles. Beatles songs. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> really? Is I, it? I've are been, they singing it, or is it just sort of like incorporated? No, into the they're movie? actually singing the song. Yeah, I don't know if I could get into it. It's. <laughs> I don't know. It's just one that actually like sticks with me. Um, a couple weeks ago, we went down. I, uh, How do they work in some of those songs? Or are they just like, hey, man, I'm going to go buy a sandwich. I'm the walrus. Can you catch you? <laughs> I think that's the same echo, too. <laughs> <laughs> you got to belt out a Beatles song? I'll turn on the echo for you. Why can't I think of a Beatles song right now? What about... Uh, Oh my God! All of a sudden, I can't. What about uh, "Come Together"? Come together right now. That actually sounds kind of cool. Actually, that the version they do of "Come Together" on the that movie is great because it's actually like a jazz version of it. So it's because like they enter like they're basically all living in this uh, flat in New York City, and 
one of the guys that comes in to live in it's just like a bunch of people living together in this small apartment. Is there it, a hippie? Is a no, it's a black jazz singer. Oh, I was or just going to jazz guitarist, excuse me. Okay, I was going to ask if there's a hippie in there. Oh, there's hippies. Yeah, so there's like uh there's like so you say you want to revolution well you know oh they have a scene where uh <laughs> sorry they have a scene where uh that wasn't even they're good. all, all I'm not, a, like i'm mailing it in now dude <laughs> i'm totally doing the charlie's angels full throttle right now <laughs> <laughs> bring it around <laughs> sorry so you said um there's a scene where they uh he meets up with his dad i'm trying to remember it's uh his dad was the uh he was the irish uh warden or not the warden um the officer in oz he was irish yeah was it the mayhem guy no the the correction officer oh i don't remember if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that I'm guy. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Um, he plays his dad, and he meets up with, he's like a janitor at Cambridge, and okay. like, he founds out he's like really not enthralled with, like, he thought like his dad was some professor at Cambridge, or, or not Ca- Princeton. Okay. Um, anyway, so he's not enthralled, his dad's just a janitor, so he like meets up with a bunch of kids and get high. And, of course, they're singing uh, Sergeant Pepper. How's that go? I get high with a little help from my friend. Oh, I get high with a little help from my friends. Can I be I want somebody to love. Can I be I want somebody to love. You're here. Even more horrifying. Can it be? That's what it sounds like without the echo. That's what our children are suffering with right now. <laughs> and you, poor listener. Yeah, and you, poor listener. Well, yeah. I We're guess still going to pump these sick. out, but keep us with us to the 300. All right. So. Thought I was going to click out, huh? <laughs> You're not getting off that easy, dude. Respect that damn outro. All right. It's just a step to the left. I don't actually have debates on my show. It's called That's Debatable, but I don't really have an affirmative or negative debate, really. It's not a win or loss kind of debate. The way that I've organized the show is to kind of try to talk about arguments um, as opposed to having any one argument in particular. I think talking about arguments is a fun way to have an argument. You're kind of arguing with people as opposed to necessarily against them. A not safe for network podcast. 
take that OD and drink it down to the label. Yeah. You uh, get yourself a funnel from a gas station. <laughs> uh, you then pour sauce in up to where the, the malt just liquor started. Fill her back up. Mm-hmm. So you got yourself a little bit of a buzz on because you just drank about a third of a bottle of malt liquor. Put it inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Experience what we just had the absolute privilege of mm-hmm. experiencing in such a thickening. Yeah. I don't see any way that anyone's ever going to regret this. Yeah. We had a good life. When Wilford Brimley is telling you that that's what he's going to do, you're like, oh, wow, it must be aliens. It's totally because the mustache. Yeah. Yeah, believe the mustache because when he is in the thing and he is missing the mustache. Bad news. There's something about him that's not right. And the characters pick up on it right away and they lock him away. (laughs) You know, the plot suggests it's for other reasons, but he is a man that should have a mustache. And when he doesn't, it codes for strangeness. And just all around wrongness and weirdness. The Alien Movie Project. Hi, I'm Biggs. Check out my podcast, Biggs on Film, where I do insightful commentaries on films that you love. Uh, Gort the Robot, they call him Newt. Yeah, Newt. Like like he's uh, Norwe- like, Norwegian. Yeah, he's mostly Norwegian. Mostly. The two fancy skeletons in the back are the worst. Dude. I know, they're the best. Like, it's no wonder they lost this battle. <laughs> That's a gross-looking punching bag. Dude, oh, yeah, I'd be that punching... about getting Seminilla punching that bag. I think he might have given that punching bag salmonella well every now and then it's insightful find us on itunes